This is episode number 85 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And we continue our reflections on being Hebraic, our appreciation for being a part of the nation of Israel. And most importantly in this podcast, we're just going to talk to those individuals that are asleep, that need to be awakened to the Most High's mitzvot and how opulent and how important they are for Hebrew Israel. Without further ado, Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And... and <laughs> oh, boy. Who do I want to be today? I'm going to just pick somebody. Hmm. I guess I'll be Sean Appleton today. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in, in Exile. Sean, it's amazing to me how many of our people do not know their culture, do not know their history, and want to always confront and rebuke somebody when they are ignorant of facts. Yeah, it it never ceases to amaze. (laughs) Hebrew Israel, the melanated man in exile out of the continent of Africa, has a systemic inherent inherent functionality and it's historical with us yeah this is this is in antiquity this is proven this is history in scripture in the book of samuel the most high was the king of israel Okay. Israel decided that they wanted a king like the nations. That's true. One that they could see. Yep. They said, give us one. Touch. That's right. They wanted a human king. That's right. Samuel got upset about it, and the Most High had to calm him down Mm. to allow him to know Samuel, this is not about you. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Mm-hmm. And the, the text goes on to say, you can read it in, the, in Samuel chapter, in the first book of Samuel. Yep. The Most High goes on to say, I'm going to honor their request. That's right. And I'm going to let them, I'm paraphrasing now, I'm going to let them see how that's going to work out for them with a human king as opposed to me who has been taking care of them, feeding them, and giving them everything that a king is supposed to do for his constituents or his his people. I'm, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. So this is something I've been wondering about as I've been doing a little bit of study in the book of Samuel. And as I go back and I study the in Bereshit, the uh, covenant that uh, he made with our patriarch and ancestor, Avraham. Because I had asked the question of uh, the folks that 
uh, here are here at our institution of learning, um, was the Most High's intention for Hebrew Israel was this intention to ever have a king. And it gave me reason for pause when I went back and I read the covenant. That, and, I, and to answer that question, when I initially looked at it, and I kind of want to get your opinion on it, is my initial answer to that question was no. Because the mitzvot are not set up for Hebrew Israel to obviously have a physical king. Because the king of Hebrew Israel is the most high. But what gave me reason for pause is when I went back and I read the contract between Avraham and uh, Yahweh or Yahweh is part of that brit is to say that I'm going to make you a nation, a great nation of people. And then he goes on to say, kings will descend from you. Yes. Yes. And as a third part of that, which is the greatest part that we continue to talk about as I'm going to give you an inheritance, this particular, I'm going to give you some real estate. Right. To establish yourselves as a nation of people. Right. So it was almost as if to say, obviously, to back up the fact that the Most High knew yes. that somewhere, somewhere along the line, yes. they were going to wind up with a king. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, all right. So I just want to think I was off base a little bit, but I just wanted to kind of bounce that off of you, kind of get your, your feeling on that to see what... And just a little sidetrack okay. about on the king issue. As we're doing this particular podcast... At this particular point in time, in the UK, the UK has lost their queen, yeah, and they're in the process of crowning a king. Mm -hmm. Here is the knowledge that people don't know, mm. and that is the UK or Britain or the British are the origin of Hebrew Israel as they escaped into that particular area before it was developed and called the UK, they escaped Syrian captivity. Everybody did not go into, into Syrian captivity. Some of the Hebrew people escaped and went into... To Britain. Into what we know now as the... Europe. Okay. And one of those individuals that was part of the order of establishing the UK, who also was the king of Scotland and the king of Britain and the king of some other colonies or regions uh, that England still holds on to today, was a gentleman by the name of King James. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, as we talk about this, the word Britain and the word British, Britain has the um, prefix to the Hebrew word Brit. Yeah. The Hebrew word Brit means covenant. Covenant, yes. So when you look at the word British, we break it up into two, syllable, two syllables. Brit means covenant, and ish in Hebrew means man. Okay. So what covenant were we talking about? 
we're talking about our constitution. Right. We're talking about our relationship that we have with Father Abraham. Mm-hmm. Father Abraham and the Hebrew nation entered into a Brit. That's right. A covenant with the Most High. Mm-hmm. And it is called Brit Malah. That's right. Which is called the, the cir- blood covenant. That's right. So when we look now at this place that's called the UK, the UK is the is the origin of the Hebrew people and their king was King James. And King James is the signature author of the King James Bible. And the white folks are not going to like this, but the King James was not white. He was melanated. He was a black man. I'm going to tell y'all something. If y'all need to go listen to this again, y'all need to rewind this and listen to it again. You broke that down so cold. That's cold. And that's history. And you can go look that up and fact check it. And you'll find out the same thing that you just got done saying. That's cold-blooded. Rewind and listen to it again. Now, there. while I'm talking about this, while I'm talking about this, it's also knowledgeable that when uh, Queen Elizabeth was entertaining uh, Williams to be wife, uh, Miss Markle, uh, she took she took her into a room uh, where the pictures uh, are there that show that Britain had had people of color in the royal family. Mm. It dates back to King James. Mm. Now, getting back on track, <laughs> if I can, I, don't, I left the track and I don't know what track I left. <laughs> but as we look at, as we look at our people and this issue of desiring to be like the nations, mm-hmm. it's causing us as a group of people great harm. Yeah. Now, I posted on Facebook a caption that I found that read uh, in this fashion. Where did it go? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh. And this is so cold-blooded because, I mean... Just had it here. We're just... You got to understand the history of your people. Yeah, you do. Because we are so enamored with the things that are going on presently in present time. It gets back to that old adage that our our one of our patriarchs in recent times gave us, which is the uh, uh, the honorable uh, Marcus Garvey that said what he said uh, people. Without well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to that. Oh, okay, all I'm, right. I'm gonna get to that. I'm see, get great that. minds think alike. I'm, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. All right. But I posted on Facebook this particular post, and it has a picture of a melanated man with a sword. Okay. It says we were the first humans, and have been on this planet for over four million years. 
Christianity comes along, it steals, it kills everyone, steals our land, copies our philosophies, and make up a book called the Bible, then tells us we're going to hell. Mm. I posted this <laughs> on Facebook, and a gentleman got very upset and told me that I, if I was posting something, I needed to post it with scripture. Well, this is not scripture. This is history. Right, right, right. And not only is it history, it's fact. It's correct. And then he proceeded on to tell me on in Facebook that I was going to hell. I go, yeah, a place okay, that don't exist. I, by I, the way. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time to argue with that kind of nonsense. But once again, there is a, there is another statement that is written and is by uh, Marcus Garvey. Mm -hmm. And Marcus Garvey said these words, a people without the knowledge of their past history, yes. origin and culture yes. is like a tree without roots. That's right. That's right. You see, personally, I don't have the time to argue or debate with ignorance. Right. That's right. And there are two factors that are involved with what's going on. Our people need to understand that this religion that they are under has been damaging to the melanated man. Correct. That's fact. Scripture was written centuries before they were first called Christians in Antioch. That's right. So Scripture precedes the Greek text, mm -hmm. and it precedes Christianity. That's right. Christianity is the origin of the Greeks and the Romans. That's right. And when you read the history of how the Greeks and the Romans treated Hebrew Israel by using them for sport uh, in the Colosseums, they martyred them, they killed them, they burnt them, they fed them to lions, and you're telling me that you're offended because I put a post up like what I did. You don't understand that Christianity uh, brought to the indigenous nations disease, mayhem, and everything else in the name of Jesus Christ. Right. And, and, and wow. And Do that's, I, and, and now see, I don't need scripture for that. That's history. Right. And, and, and lest I, everybody forgets, um, and I know that this is not going to be received, but that's okay because I take my cues from one of our patriarchs, Yeshayahu, in the chapter of, uh, of, of his book, chapter number 58, and one that says, speak loud and spare them not. Lest I remind you, that when back in uh, uh, the days of slavery and segregation and Jim Crow, it was under the guise of Christianity that they showed up at your doorstep burning them crosses right on your front porch. Right, exactly. So uh, how in the world can you sit up under something that spews out so much hate against your people 
and you have a soft place in your heart to defend it yeah, and, so, so much. Yeah, and see, I, I don't have time on Facebook to go through all this narrative. Yeah, yeah. Now, Marcus Garvey also said these words. If we as a people realize the greatness from which we came, we would be less likely to disrespect ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we understood the greatness from which we came, listen to the man. Yeah. And I, I listen, got... listen to what he's saying. The greatness from which we came. Right. The first post, the first post said that we were the first humans and have been on this planet for over four million years. Our ancestors, our ancestors, whom we come from, mm -hmm. Adam, uh, uh, Methuselah, mm -hmm. Enoch, Enoch, uh, Noach, uh, Noach, <laughs> uh, down to down to Father Abraham yep. out of the loins of Shem. Yeah. And out of Shem, we look at text, and text says that after uh, Abraham, uh, Lot got in trouble, they sent a messenger to Abraham, and, and, the, and the text says, go tell Abraham the Hebrew. That's right. So Abraham's a Hebrew out of whose loins we come because we're associated with the 12 sons of Israel who are dispersed as a nation out of the land into the nations. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And we let's not get into this whole entire deal that we talked about earlier in a but couple Christianity, of podcasts. Yeah. Christianity and those that are ignorant of historical knowledge get upset when you post things that cut across their grain. Now, there's two things that are relative. Okay. And I've said this before. Ignorance can be defined in two categories. Hmm. One category is that I'm ignorant of how to fly an airplane. I don't know the first thing about trying to fly an airplane. Okay. If I wanted to know, I could learn. That's correct. But I don't want to know. Right. Right. The other factor is, is that there are things in life, and particularly in this realm that people call religion, that you ought to know and not be ignorant of, at least understand the history of how your religion came into existence. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a difference between between Christianity and Hebrew. That's correct. Because Christianity is a religion, That's right. and we are our way of life. This That's is not a religion for us. Right. It's correct. Clearly it's defined. That's we may right. sing songs of worship. We may sing songs of praise, but it's not religious. Correct. Correct. It's simply speaking reverence and singing songs of opulence to our King, our Savior, and our Redeemer, as it is written in Isaiah Yeshayahu chapter mm -hmm. 44. Mm -hmm. You know what I think of it as? You know, when we go and 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 we are part of uh, here, these Hebrews in the United States, and every time that we have a what? 
a sporting event, we sing a specific song. You sing the what? The national anthem. It's giving homage and 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 shine to our country. It's a part of being a patriot. It's a part of honoring the country. That's all that we're doing over here when we sing these songs of 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 acknowledgement and exonerating the Most High on our side. It's not about a religion. It's about exonerating who we uh, 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 this opulent spirit and power that governs our lifestyle. Right. And it's right. not, it's nothing religious. So right. Y'all can go over here and have an emotional fit. Right. Across the street. Right. So, and it means something totally different. But that, I mean, that's, that's just the analogy, being trying to be analogous to what you're talking about. So the problem that we're confronted with getting back to who Israel is in this issue of being upset about historical fact is to realize that as a whole group of melanated people that we have this problem of wanting to be like the nations. Yeah. But, yeah. but on the other hand, the text <laughs> over there in the Greek document says over and over again, and I heard it growing up because I grew up in Christianity. Okay. Come out from, from among, among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, come out from what? Right. See, in, in, that, in that status that I was in, they wanted us to separate ourselves from everything that, from all the people who weren't, Christian. However, how are we going to do that when we had to go to work, we right. had to go to school, we had to go to the grocery store, we had to go places where all of these people associated. So how could you separate yourself from them? Except for when you wanted to go join a bowling league. Oh, no, you can't do that. Uh, go to the skating <laughs> ring. Oh, no, you can't do that. Or go to a baseball game. Oh, no, you can't do that. Why? Because all these sinners are there. But I work with them. Right. I go to school with them. So what's the difference? Now, coming to understand the Father speaks to us in text. And he tells us specifically, I'm going to give you a land. We're getting back to the subject of land now. Mm -hmm. I have a land. It's my land. <laughs> you can't sell it. It's mine in perpetuity. I'll let you live on it in perpetuity, but you can't, it belongs to me. You can't sell it. You can't give it away to anybody. Mm. And when you get in this land, what I want you to do is I want you to destroy to destroy the nations that are there. Mm -hmm. And I do not want you to, to fraternize, marry, or associate yourselves with their people. Mm -hmm. That's what he told them to do. That's right. That's text. I want you to destroy them. Unadulterated. Now, now why is he saying that he needs you to do, them to destroy them? Well, 
First of all, let's go back in history. I have a land. I can't give it to you right now. Why can't I give it to you right now? Because the people living on the land have not have not demonstrated uh, the kind of attitude that would cause the land to be um, um, what's the, the word I'm defiled, looking for? Defiled. Uh, defiled. Okay. Defiled. They're not. They're, they're not in that state. When they get to that point, then I'm going to move them off. You're going to go in. You're going to destroy them. I'm going to give you the land. Mm-hmm. But you're not to associate. You're not to intermarry with them, and you're not to mention the names of their gods. That's right. That's right. That's in text. That's right. That's right. That's written to Hebrew Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, we are in this exile, but our association is part of how we function because this is what our ancestors did. Right. Our ancestors said, we want to be like the other nations. Mm-hmm. Samuel, we want a king. Mm-hmm. We want something we can we can feel, touch, and talk to. You're... We, we, we can't see you. Uh, we can't talk to you. We got to talk to you through Moses. But that's kind of our fault, too, because when you talk to us, you scared the bejesus out of us and told us, and we told you we didn't ever want to hear your voice again. You're right, right, so right. So we need somebody that looks like us, bleeds like us, dies like us, that we can talk to that's our king. Right. So we have within our inherent DNA from our ancestors, this need to want to be like the nations. Mm -hmm. We want their God. So we've accepted Christianity. Christianity is not, is not the God of the Hebrew people. That's correct. You all call your, your person, God. We don't call him that. We call him El Mm -hmm. mighty one. Mm -hmm. And he has a name Yahweh, right? We don't call him Lord. Lord is a title. That's correct. He has a name. And his name is written in the Hebrew text, but it's not written in your Greek-inspired Bibles that you're reading. His name is absent from there. Mm -hmm. It's not written. Mm -hmm. So you don't know. Mm -hmm. So now when you read the text, it says, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That text was written long before Jesus Christ ever ever appeared in any in any text at right. all across the street. So now you've got to ask yourself a question. If the Most High put that in the Hebrew text, they that call upon the name it, and the text in Hebrew is not Lord. No, it's not. It's not Lord. In the Hebrew text, call they that call upon the name of Yod Hey Vav Hey Yahweh Ayakwa. Mm-hmm. shall be saved. Right. The name is there. Mm-hmm. It's not in your text. That's right. So I'm trying to figure out, other than the fact that this person is totally ignorant, why he blasted me and telling me I'm going to hell because I'm telling you something that's historically true. That's elevating your culture at the same time. I, I don't understand I mean, that one either. I mean, that... I, I mean you know, here, here, you know, you, Sean, okay, have done a excellent job of turning my thinking around in terms of the nation of Israel. Mm. 
<laughs> I would say you've done an excellent job of getting mine to turn too. I mean, I mean, <laughs> thank you. While text talks about children, mm-hmm. we're not adolescents. No, not at all. We we are adult individuals that are part of a nation in exile. Now, 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 follow the follow this failure. We are a nation in exile. Right. We have land, but we're not in it. Mm-hmm. Israel was a nation before they ever had land. There you go. When they left Mitzrayim and they came out of Mitzrayim out of Egypt and they were journeying in the wilderness to the place where the Most High wanted to take them, the Most High already had land for them that they weren't occupying. Right. They were going home. They had. They were a nation before they ever had land. Mm-hmm. We are a nation in exile. We have land, but we have been expelled off of our land. Right. And the cold-blooded part about that whole entire situation is that, systemic to what you're saying, there, there are precursors and cues and things that you're bringing out just a second ago. If, if the listeners would take heed to understand that it's systematically been put in that Greek text to disassociate you with your land, even to the fact of where they're trying to annul the covenant that has been set between the Most High and Abraham by telling you, oh, it has nothing to do with the circumcision. It's not about the circumcision. Well, if they, it's not about the circumcision, then the circumcision is a part of the covenant. It's what establishes you to have that particular real estate. So it's all these things that are these subversive undertones that are in there to get you to disassociate yourself with the Most High. And, and, and with that, to also disassociate yourself from, as we've been talking in prior uh, podcasts about the land, to disassociate you from your inheritance. Exactly. Heaven's not your inheritance. Nope. Psalms 115, he says, heaven belongs to me. I've made, and earth belongs, to, I've made earth for man. That's right. You're never going there. <laughs> and your Greek text even tells you you're not going there. That's right. John on the Isle of Patmos, he looked and said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth descending out of heaven into the earth. Right. So that tells you right there, you're not, you're not going there. Come on, people. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> And you're you're just, come on, come like, on, come on, come on. You're smarter than that. Oh, yeah. You're smarter than that. And what, what we have to stop being, we have to stop being bobbleheads, bobbling our heads and listening to the Greek narrative that was given to us by Eurocentrics. Mm-hmm. The Eurocentrics don't know anything about our covenant. That's right. And to prove that they don't know anything about the, about our covenant, as I t- as we talk to you every week, everything we're saying to you kind of sounds foreign to you. Mm-hmm. And when I meet people on the street and I begin to share with them the things that are that are part of our nation, they look at me like like their eyes like deer in the deer deer's eyes in headlights. They look like what? I, I've never heard that before. And I I know right. Agreed. I know. I know you haven't heard it. You haven't heard it because they turned our hearts away from our opulent Supreme L. Mm -hmm. And they never called him by his name. Mm -hmm. They referred to him as God. I'll never do that. I'm only doing it now to express a point. But understanding what the word God means and how it's associated with that which is heathen. I don't, I'll never put 
the set apart spirit, mm. the absolute all existent one in context with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's far more superior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, please under, understand, understand where we're coming from. We have to wake up. Mm -hmm. Marcus Garvey, um, uh, uh, um, Malcolm X, mm -hmm. uh, Martin Luther King. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. These men have been blowing the shofar or heralding the cry for the unification of our people. Sure. And we, and we can't unify under nothing. And here's what, and here's what, here's what really, really, I can't use the word that I want to use, but this is what really irritates me to the core. Mm. We won't change until the white man changes the narrative. And then we'll change to his narrative. That's right. That's right. It's not for us. It's it's not going to be something that we'll take seriously until uh, he says it's okay to change. And that's and that's the problem with all of this. And you know, I want to I want to go somewhere because it's hot on my mind, and I don't want to I don't want to leave it because you 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 got on this issue about um, as we were talking off cam off camera, off of the uh, 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 off recording about the pageantry that's happening because we're talking about the opulence and the ostentatiousness of this group. Y you brought up something that, that, was, that was interesting. And I know I've just shifted gears real quick, so I, I apologize for that. But it, it resonated with me so deeply because we see what's happening over across the pond with uh, what's happening in the UK. And we have this, 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 this scene of how they're honoring the queen as she has departed her body and has gone to rest in, in Sheol. And don't think that I'm dis, you know, being uh, 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 disrespectful by saying Sheol. Sheol is just a grave. It's not hell. So that, for those of you that think that I'm trying to do that, I'm not doing that. It's just she's resting. The issue is, is that we, the only picture of opulence that we have right now is that. Even here in the United States, as you, as you said, that's why I want to have you talk about this, because as we sit here in the United States, we don't have that same picture of opulence of uh, that. And yeah. to understand that you come from a nation that's greater absolutely, than what you're seeing. Absolutely. Come Absolutely. on, y'all. Y'all got to get to the point where y'all have to say, you know what? We have been uh, set apart for the Most High. He is an opulent Elohim. And we are supposed, we're supposed to be the people that the rest of the world is, is looking, looking at. at. Right, right. And right. we're looking to them. We're looking to them. And, you know, you, you know, along that same line, as we talk about the nation, we talk about whiteness. Um, there is nothing in the United States of America that measures up to the pageantry that we're watching in the UK and the, the way the people uh, show respect and honor to 
to the throne. Mm -hmm. We have a king that sits on a throne. He doesn't die. Right. He doesn't die. And he tells us, he tells us in, 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 in in Isaiah, I'm your king. Mm -hmm. I'm your redeemer. Mm -hmm. I'm your savior. I'm the first. I'm the last. Yep. He tells us all of that. And we have a problem. We have a problem honoring him and the word that he's given to us. And I'm listening to these people talk about the queen and how they honor her and how they respect her mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind and I'm looking at all the pageantry that's going on because that's the only thing that I'm looking. I'm looking at the pageantry mm-hmm. and I'm looking at all this pageantry and I'm going thinking in my mind, Hebrew Israel is one of the greatest nations on the face of the earth. Mm. And her people are the greatest people on the face of the earth. And they don't have the wherewithal to even know that. Right. And and, That's, and, yeah. and and they don't have the wherewithal to honor each other the way the way these people honor their king and their queen. Mm. We are at odds with each other. We're bickering. We're fighting with each other. Mm. We're killing each other. We have no respect for each other. We don't even respect each other's belief belief system. At least, you know, uh, you don't have to believe what I believe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. okay. All I'm trying to do, and all all we're trying to do, is sit at this mic and 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 help our people to open their eyes and see what is in text that's written about them and to them, so that they can turn and change. Yeah, that's all, and understand the nature of 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 the significant importance mm-hmm. of being obedient mm-hmm. to the Father's rules and his instructions. Mm. When we read our text, there is only, there is one central word that flows all the way through it. And that word is obey. Yeah. Study and obey. Obey. Yeah. Obey what? Obey my rules and obey my instruction. It's written all through the Psalms. I mean, I've given (laughs) you, I've given you the text of our opulent king, King David, whom the Most High has said in the book of Kings and in the book of Chronicles, it's written there that the Most High has stated that King David will be my, my Mashiach forever, my anointed king forever, and his sons shall forever sit upon the throne. Mm-hmm. That's written in scriptorial text. Mm. Mm-hmm. We are a great people. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how to say it any greater in any way that it can catch the ears of our people to understand if they would only come out of the idolatry that they're associated with that they don't even know as idolatrous. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. They've been institutionalized but on the so second, long. On the second part, this Christian man attacked me because I made that post and I didn't, I didn't affix scripture. I'm, I'm not even going to go back and, 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 and deal with it because I want to say, yeah. how are you going to attack me with scripture when you don't even live by scripture? Yeah. You go to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. not the Sabbath. 
That's mm-hmm. idolatry. That's Mithraism. That's sun worship. That's right. But you wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, if you don't know this historical point that this that this, that I, that that this 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 meme stated, well, certainly you don't you don't know that you're an idolatry. Yeah, yeah, and you don't even know that a multiplicity of the language that you use is idolatrous and heathenous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I bet you, I bet you a dollar a, a dollar to a million dollars, the gentleman eats pork. I bet you he does. And catfish. That's right. And shrimp. And crab. I bet you <laughs> he has gumbo. Right. With all with all the stuff that the most high says he absolutely abhors and hates. Right. So I mean, uh this is just uh, I don't know. I'm 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 I don't know where I'm at. My 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 brain is is swirling, but you know, as we talk to you each week as you listen to the podcast, uh, I hope you hear our heart and I hope you hear our sincerity uh, in providing you with information that's germane to your eternal deliverance. Yeah. Now, listen, we, 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 I'm a hate. Uh, why do I have to do this? I don't understand why I have to make a disclaimer. This is one of the things you got to help me out with. I got to stop putting these disclaimers out there. I hate to say this because I know y'all not going to like this. Who cares whether or not they're going to like it or not? Because at the end of the day, all we're trying to do, like you had said, is wake up a sleeping giant. And there's nothing that I need to be apprehensive about no, and no, saying no. anything that we're saying. No. So I'm going to say it. We step into the office of being prophets because what we're doing is pontificating on the issues that are germane to getting people to obey and teshuva and turn back to the most high. If you want to look at the pattern of what your prophets have done, they've done the same thing. I am sorry that when you were at the seven o'clock, nine o'clock and 11 o'clock service across the street at Mount slap food Baptist church over there. And you're in that situation and that doctrine that's over there. And this, the way that the word prophet has been used has been so taken so far out of context for people who want to tell you what the winning lotto numbers are that have nothing to do with how Hebrew Israel is supposed to function. I yeah. know that's an off-putting word, but we step into that office because all we're trying to do is to do the same things that our patriarchs did. Exactly. Which exactly. is warn Hebrew Israel about coming back and turning it back yeah. to the Most High and, and getting back on the And, and, and we follow the pattern. That's it. The pattern of the prophets, the most time, when you read the prophets, the pattern of the prophets, they start out with dealing with Israel's beginning. Yes. Then it deals with Israel's failure. Then it deals with the anger that the Most High has in relationship to how they have treated his Torah and him. Mm-hmm. And then it ends beautifully by, by, by sharing them with them what he's going to do in the end of days to bring them back to land, reunite him with him, mm-hmm. and make them once again this glorious nation upon the face of the earth that all the nations are going to come to. 
And, and we're back, and we're back in the land with our king, with a new temple, and with the opulent, set-apart spirit reigning over everything, and we're living, we're living according to his ways and his instructions. That's what every prophet talks about, yep. and that's what we sit in front of these mics every week and tell you about. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to speak words over you that you're going. Oh, you're. You're. you're <laughs> right. I, I prophesy that you're going to have a great. Not. No. That's. 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 That's not. That's not. That's not. That's not what prophets do. Right. That's not what the prophets of the Most High. There's another thing I want to say as we okay. close. Okay. There's a difference between our Constitution, which is called the Tanakh and the Scriptures mm-hmm. that are there. Everything that the Most High does that's important, he affixes his name to. That's right. And he says, then they will know that I am Yahweh, mm-hmm. your Elohim. Mm-hmm. He signs off with that. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time. He signs off with that. He's not afraid to tell people who I he is. I said it, yep. yep. We go across the street. No, don't don't tell anybody who I am. The Most High <laughs> right. is not afraid to tell anybody who He is. Exactly. And as I close tonight, mm-hmm. I am totally enamored with, engrossed, encapsulated with the spirit of the Most High and His Word. Mm-hmm. There is nothing more. More is nothing more important to me than understanding his word to his people. Mm. And I give him thanks and I give him praise every day that I open my eyes for being who he is mm-hmm. to me. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean Appleton. And this, this has been, been Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.